Hey marketers, if you want to get the latest news, trends, and insights in marketing, advertising, and tech, check out the Adweek Podcast Network. Learn from leading voices across media and marketing with original shows like Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, Marketing Vanguard, and Tech Magic with Kathy Hackle. Start listening now by searching Adweek wherever you listen to podcasts. Hey there, are you ready to elevate your personal brand or company? Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for video content and audience building. Imagine growing your brand organically on social media without the hassle of editing videos for hours. With Viral Growth, it's a breeze. They handle the brainstorming, scripting, and editing while you simply just hit record. And don't worry about your niche. They cater to everyone, from business and marketing to health and wellness. Are you ready to make waves in the social media realm? Visit viralgrowth.io and use code ADWEEK, that's A-D-W-E-E-K, all lowercase, and get 10% off your plan. My dad works in B2B marketing. He came by my school for career day and said he was a big ROAS man. Then he told everyone how much he loved calculating his return on ad spend. My friends still laugh at me to this day. Not everyone gets B2B, but with LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people who do. Get $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. You're listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, a show where we discuss trends, marketing, pop culture, and jellyfish haircuts, because at the end of the day, everything is an ad. I'm Adweek's Europe brand editor, Rebecca Stewart, and as usual, I'm joined by the brilliant Liz Corona, Adweek's community editor. Liz, we're getting so close to the holidays now. How are you doing? Oh, I'm hanging in there, Bex. (laughs) (laughs) Really phoning it in now. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. It's really, you know what? The countdown is on. um, And yeah, we're just recapping cool trends. And today is one of them. So I'm excited for our chat. Yeah, today is such a fun chat. And I think their listeners are going to be surprised by some of the the trends on show, actually, because joining us today to talk through the the kind of top consumer trends and highlights for 2024 is Pinterest Global Head of Consumer Marketing, Sarah Pollock. Uh, But before we chat with her, be sure to check out our official list of the top 20 ads, a little look back at the year just gone by, which was compiled by Kyle O'Brien, Terry Stanley and Brittany Kiefer. And it features work from McDonald's and Apple. Yes, that was such a good write-up. And if you want to learn about other shows we have in the Adweek Podcast Network, check us out at adweek.com forward slash podcast. And follow us on social. Tag us at Adweek on every platform you're listening to us. Or if you see something that you want to share with loved ones, feel free to tag us. Sammy, our social head, will love that. And if you have any questions, (laughs) suggestions, kind words, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Yes, please. We absolutely love hearing from our listeners. Um, Without further ado, let's jump into our conversation with Sarah and then stay tuned after that chat to hear this week's discussion with Warwick's Awards lead, John Bazell, who will be telling us all about the 2024 Warwick Awards, why they're so important to the industry and how to win one. Welcome, Sarah. How are you doing? I'm doing well, thank you. Thanks for having me. You're very welcome. And you've just come off the back of a very cool Pinterestable event um, hosted by Pinterest around its 2024 trend report. Um, and of course, Pinterest is a platform we're all familiar with. Everyone comes to it for inspiration. Everyone knows the Pinterest versus reality um, kind of memes and stuff like that. But can you give us a little bit of background on the report itself? 
Um, sure. Because the data set is pretty extensive before we get into all the fun stuff. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, this is, I believe, the 10th year of, um, of, of producing a trend report. And I believe the fourth year of Pinterest predicts specifically. Um, and every year we put out our top trend predictions for the forthcoming year. And we do that because there are hundreds of millions of people who come to Pinterest, as you said, for inspiration and also really to start planning for events that are coming up in their lives. And so we do get a lot of data signals about what people are interested in, what they're planning for in the future. Um, and that gives us, you know, a really unique window into what's coming. So um, that's how we do it. When we predict a trend, we're basically identifying where do we see sort of a meaningful, measurable shift in consumer behavior and interest that we see growing over time. Um, and I believe we're about 80% accurate uh, to date, which is really exciting. Yeah. So meaning that once we make a prediction, we continue to see that trend and the the keywords associated with it continuing to grow well past the sort of six month period after our report. 80% is a pretty good um, accuracy rate, I'd say. It is. It is. <laughs> yeah. Um. Now, Sarah, I want to jump in with the fun stuff because these okay. trends are super interesting. <laughs> Definitely, I'm going to say it, it's the funnest report I've ever read in my whole like career wow. in advertising. <laughs> Thank you. Um, yeah, because there's things like jellyfish haircuts on here. And just like, I love that there are trends across multiple categories. So, you know, yep. th this is really relevant. But um, yeah, so talked about jellyfish. There's things like eclectic grandpa. What top trends jumped out at you that you can share with our listeners? Listeners. I will say that I myself am wearing um, an eclectic grandpa outfit right now. This is my <laughs> personal it. favorite trend. Um, just <laughs> for people who may be unfamiliar with the eclectic grandpa as of yet, um, it's really sort of this embrace of like retro streetwear and, you know, oversized but kind of chic cardigans, a lot of embroidery and customization and, you know, sort of gems that you would have pulled from your grandfather's closet. Um, it's definitely one that we're seeing a lot of interest in. Um, you mentioned the Pinterest predicts pop-up that we're doing in New York right now. So we've got about nine of our 23 trends brought to life in this space um, where consumers can come in and sort of immerse themselves in a very experiential version of the trends and shop as well. So we've got a bunch of product in the store where you can scan a QR code uh, and then go and shop it on Pinterest. And so I will I will say that Eclectic Grandpa thus far, we're about 24 hours into the pop-up that will last for five days. Uh, Eclectic <laughs> Grandpa has, has proven to be the number one scanned QR code section of the shop. Um, wow. Followed, yes, people, people dig it. Um, followed by bow stacking, which when I first heard about it, I was sort of like, really? Um, this is basically sort of driven by millennials and Gen Z who are embracing like not just one bow, um, but many bows, whether that's like many bows on a shirt, many bows in the hair, um, and bow, bow necklaces, bow earrings, and all worn at the same time. Um, and I myself was like a, a little skeptical. Um, <laughs> but as soon as I walked into the store and saw our bow set up and started scanning and going through the curated board on Pinterest, which I highly suggest you look at, 
it's pretty cute. It's pretty cute. So that's been our number two most, uh, most scanned, uh, uh, trend. And then let's see, there's in, in beauty, we have a blue beauty trend emerging. That's also in the predicts pop-up where we've partnered with Mac and we've got a bunch of awesome Mac makeup artists, uh, doing blue beauty makeovers that can be blue, blue lips, blue eyeliner, blue shadow. Uh, it's just really vibrant and beautiful, Another really fun trend in the home decor space that's also in the pop-up is kitchens with a play on the word kitsch. So definitely seeing uh, sort of a party vibe in the kitchen, really quirky, kind of uh, nostalgic, uh, retro electronics, thrifted finds, uh, really sort of just eye-popping, whether it's... it's, dish towels or hand warmers or actual pots shaped like hearts. We're just seeing like a lot of really fun maximalist aesthetic in the kitchen. So those are some of my favorites. I love that. Can we talk a little bit about bee jelly? Because Liz and I were talking yes. about this before the, the call. That is a huge <laughs> yeah. trend. And we were Googling um, jellyfish haircut, which we were both a bit shook, shook at yeah. that. <laughs> yes, totally. <laughs> totally. It's not necessarily the haircut for me just yet, but, but it is, it is a vibe. Um, and you can certainly look it up, but this is also a trend that's being driven by Gen Z and millennials. And I think this one is interesting because it spans a lot of categories. So it's sort of like a blob mentality in a way, but just like, (laughs) we're seeing really blob like furniture or in fashion, it's like a lot of like ripples and, um, you know, fluffiness. And then we've got this jellyfish haircut that's sort of long in the back, short in the front, but we're just seeing like the shape of the jellyfish emerge everywhere and a lot of specific searches. So like, Yes, uh, I think jellyfish haircut is up 615% year over year. Uh, searches wow. for jellyfish umbrella, jellyfish lamps, jellyfish hats. Uh, so yes, a, a big fascination. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality. My dad works in B2B marketing. But I never really knew what that meant. Then one day my dad came by my school for career day and told everyone in my class he was a big MQL man. Then he just kept saying things like, the more MQLs the better, over and over. My friends still laugh at me to this day. I think it means marketing qualified lead. One thing's for sure, I'll be known as the MQL man's kid for the rest of my days. Why couldn't you just be a fireman or a lawyer? Why? You ruined my life, Dad. Not everyone gets B2B, but LinkedIn has the people who do. And with ads on LinkedIn, you'll be able to reach people based on job title, industry, likelihood to buy, and more. Start converting your B2B audience into high-quality leads today. We'll even give you a $100 credit on your next ad campaign. Go to linkedin.com slash generate to claim your credit. That's linkedin.com slash generate. Terms and conditions apply. LinkedIn, the place to be, to be. Oh my gosh. 
That is, <laughs> that is fascinating. I wonder if it's like Rebecca and I are like, we sound really untrendy right now. We're like Yo. jellyfish, like haircuts. <laughs> what is that? Um, but Surprise I, I was going to say. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I mean, this whole report is just gold. It's great. Um, really but what I was, yeah, what I was going to say, like, who is it that's looking for? Can we go over your like? I have such questions about your audience. Like, is it because Pinterest is something that like my mom uses, my sister and I use? You know, like it just transcends yeah. like all the demographics. So, like, are these kind of trends popping up amongst more like millennials and Gen Z? Would you say your audience breakout looks like? Are you able to share some of that with us? Yeah, absolutely. Yes, for sure. So, um, Gen Z is our fastest growing demographic on the site right now. Uh, I think of our sort of 482 million users, it's it's close to 200 million that are uh, represented in the Gen Z demographic. So it certainly has been an audience that has really been discovering Pinterest sort of as their own. And I think using it in ways, some some ways in which are very similar to older demographics in terms of sort of seeking inspiration, planning moments, um, kind of cataloging their aspirations, uh, but also in really unique ways. Um, For example, you know, sort of establishing what their aesthetic identity is, using boards almost as like a real creative outlet. I think about when I was a teenager growing up in the 90s, I would make my poster boards that had sort of like, you know, my concert ticket stubs and things I had cut out of magazines and like actresses that I loved And that was obviously the very analog version. And I think today Pinterest has really become the place where uh, where that demographic is sort of like exploring their identity, cataloging their um, their their lives and who they want to be and and what they aspire to. And so it's been super interesting to see this demographic um, use Pinterest in those ways that are are a little newer Um, And so, but in terms of the trends this year, I think we've got many that are sort of representative of Gen Z, of millennials, of Gen X, of boomers. So to your point, we do have a broad demographic. Um, And what's interesting to me too, is that we see some of these trends being driven by audiences that you might not associate. So for example, I mentioned eclectic grandpa, we see that as a trending term or a trending style, both from our boomer demo and from our Gen Z demo. So I think it's interesting to see the ways in which they sort of, you know, are interested in similar things and different things. So yeah. I just want to jump in. The eclectic grandpa, I mean, you're speaking my language because like I've, we've been trying to rock the grandpa chic look for years. So I'm glad everyone's catching up now. Um, totally. But what I was going to say is I, I feel like this also ties into pop cultural moments. Like because I, I saw the other day that Adam Sandler parties are a thing where like people dress up like Adam Sandler. And I can't help but think he's like he's it's giving eclectic grandpa. Um, so I, yeah. I just feel like it, it, it's just super in line with what I'm seeing like out in the world, too. Same for totally. sure. Like the the Pinterest bow girlies have a, a real hold over me at the moment. Like my Christmas mm-hmm. tree is just bows, and um, so <laughs> bow stacking is definitely like the next big thing in my opinion. You're so, so sure. <laughs> I wondered if there's um like a common thread that you could pull out of all the trends because a lot of them are like quite fun, carefree. You know, there's like a hint of maximalism, a little bit of nostalgia. Yeah. Like what does that say about consumers, about Gen Z and, and millennials and kind of how they're feeling? Yeah. I mean, it's such a good question. And I, I don't know if I'm qualified to answer it entirely, but I think 
You are definitely right that there is a lot of sort of maximalism across it. And I would say also just a lot of sort of um, trying to get the most out of like everyday life, everyday moments. We have like a head to toe, a head to glow trend that's just all about like full body self-care or a cafe core trend that's about how to kind of turn people wanting to turn their morning coffee rituals into like, you know, really, um, I don't know, meaningful moments, beautiful moments surrounding themselves with, um, with an aesthetic that makes them happy, you know? And so I do think that, that Pinterest is a inspirational place. There's a lot of obviously different types of content and different reasons for coming. But I think generally something that connects everybody is sort of looking to, I mean, we say it, create a life that they love to really figure out what inspires them, what makes them happy. uh, And then to really try to figure out how to surround themselves with that, whether it's, you know, what they're wearing, what their house looks like, the trips they want to take. There is that like real attention to making it meaningful and, and, um, and maximizing it, I'd say. Mm -hmm. It's almost like this trend for kind of like romanticizing your life and finding joy and those little moments. Yeah. You put that really well. Thank you. Yeah. Maybe they see us millennials burnt out and they're like, no, this is not the path we want to go. That's right. That's right. Um, Well, Sarah, these trends are so much fun. And, you know, our our listeners, I hope, you know, everyone checks it out. How can creatives best use these trend reports that you guys put together? Like how, you know, what is the best way to use these? Yeah. Um, You know, historically, Pinterest Predicts has been, um, you know, very much sort of uh, packaged and designed for an advertiser audience. This is uh, a year where we've made it very much a consumer uh, opportunity as well, especially as shopping becomes so prevalent on our platform, um, giving people the opportunity to shop the trends is really fun and unique, I think. But um, from an advertiser perspective, I think very much these trends are meant to help folks see kind of where is culture headed. And as you're thinking about building your marketing campaigns for next year, where are there really unique, fun, interesting consumer insights about what consumers are really excited about right now that allow you uh, to think about that in putting together campaigns and really thinking about how to be sort of ahead of the curve? Um, so I would say to certainly visit the the Pinterest Predicts site and immerse yourselves in the trends, I think, as you both hopefully have seen I think our creative team just did an incredible job this year, too, of really bringing the trends to life visually and aesthetically. And I I think it can be a great source of inspiration for creatives. It's just like a very visual window into where consumer interest is headed that should be, I think, an informative insight as marketers start to think about how to reach consumers next year. I love that. And then, Sarah, I'm just curious from past reports. I know it's only been going on for a few years, but have you gotten a response from like advertisers or brands that have kind of like pursued any of the trends that they've seen, like based on the reports? It's a really good question. Um, And I think because I am the head of consumer marketing and I have a counterpart who's the head of B2B marketing, I would love to ask her that question and come yeah. back to you because she would be far more steeped in the many ways in which advertisers have activated against these trends uh, to bring them to life. Yeah, 
No, I, I totally get it. In the meantime, we will be rocking the eclectic grandpa. And I'll consider the Please jellyfish do. haircut. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, what a fun report. Uh, big kudos to you Thank and the you. team for putting it together. Thanks so yeah, much. So, so fun. Thank you, Sarah. And with an 80% kind of accuracy rate, this is definitely one that brands should be keeping their eyes on. So thanks for coming Agreed. to talk us through it. Of yep. course. Thanks, thanks Sarah. so much for having me. Thanks. Thanks. And we're back with John Bazell, Awards Lead at Work, to talk about why these awards are so important to the industry and how to win. John, welcome. Hi, good to be back. Yes, we're so glad to have you. And last time you talked about how the Work Awards are the most effective effectiveness awards around. So what are the judges looking for this year? See, that's catchy. That's going to catch on, Bex. Um, no, that's a really great question. I think people probably are familiar with the creative effectiveness category that Can Lions have, where entrants have to already have won an award for their creative work in a previous year, and then they can resubmit to have be judged on the impact of the campaign. That's not a requirement for Walk. So you can enter directly without a previous win for creative. But because of that, the judges are really looking for entrants to provide strong evidence of the effectiveness of their work. Um, we have 12 categories. So it allows people to really pick what they want to be recognised for. And these cover everything from, let's say, brand purpose, cultural impact, more um, esoteric things to really specific focus categories like channel integration, uh, channel pioneer for, for media work. And then we have a category this year for strategic thinking, which is uh, new to our global program, but it really builds on the legacy of our previous Walk Awards for strategy in Asia and the Middle East, which ran for many years and hopefully some people might be aware of. Um, but looking at what the judges want, I mean, whichever category you enter, they're looking to see metrics, ROI. They want you to demonstrate that your objectives have been met. Um, mm -hmm. And like all awards, you know, they're looking for the unusual. I've been working in the award space for a long time now, and the hardest thing to do is to let somebody know that a really solid piece of work that they were really proud of hasn't won something. Mm -hmm. And that's because, you know, all awards are looking to go beyond that. What we want to see is what makes your campaign unique or, you know, why it's so imaginative or just better than what anyone else has done before. And that's up to the entrant to tell that story to the judges. Nobody's getting an award for just doing a good job. We want to see the extraordinary. Um, so hopefully there are some of your listeners out there that have done some extraordinary work that will send it our way. Mm -hmm. It's like when Leo finally won his Oscar. <laughs> exactly, exactly that. Yeah. Just like that. <laughs> yeah. You're just like that. Um, and then, John, I know you just went yeah. over, like, what you're looking for, but, like, have do you have any top tips for entrants on how they can achieve, you yeah. know, what you just said? Like, how they can stand out? Because I know, like, purpose is, brand purpose is mm -hmm. a big conversation mm -hmm. this year, you know, but um, yeah. you want more, right? So what are, what are the tips? I've absolutely got tips, Lou. So on a practical level, my top tip is this. You cannot start planning early enough. Stop listening right now if you're interested. <laughs> 
get that entry pack and uh, actually read it. And then, you know, what you need to do is start getting all of those stakeholders on board. You're going to need assets from people, stats from people. Lots of different people are going to probably want to sign this off. The sooner you start that, the better. So that's my practical advice. My more sort of general advice, and this is what I've said over the years to anybody that asks me, is you need to look at that entry and think like a judge. Even better, if you've got somebody else that can look at it and and think like a judge, do that. These people are reading a lot of entries. You need to make your stand out. So that means giving it a great title. It means making it easy to read. And if you do get someone else to read it, ask them to be really honest because the judges are going to be. And what you want them to do is write down every single question they had while they were reading that case. The amount of times in a jury room I've heard, you know, they haven't explained this or they needed to give more context around that. And that's because if you're writing a, a case study for your campaign, you're really familiar with it and you forget that there will be elements that somebody else reading it will say, yeah, but why did you do that? And sometimes those are the richest and most fascinating parts of of the campaign. So get someone else to read it, get those questions in, and then make sure you answer those within your word count. Um, And then if you're giving the judges every single thing that they might want to know when they're reading it, it gives you the best possible chance of winning. That's such good advice. So be kind of over-prepared, basically. Absolutely, Bex. Yeah. Overprepared is the and, uh, answer. And marketers love a deadline and they love a discount. So what is the early bird <laughs> deadline, John? Coming up really soon. So our early bird is on the 12th of December. After that, fees double uh, until we get to the final deadline on the 6th of Feb. So it's worth getting your act together ASAP. Yep. Rip those AirPods out of your ears right now and let's get on it. it. Yes. Everyone get your act together. That's John's words. So John, thank you so much for joining us. And Liz, thank you. Thanks for having me. Thank Thank you listeners. See you next week. Thank you for listening to Yeah, That's Probably an Ad, part of the Adweek Podcast Network and Acast Creator Network. This podcast was produced by me, Al Manorino, executive produced by Chris Ahrens and John Heil, and edited by Lane McGivney at Boutwell Studios. You can listen and subscribe to all of Adweek's podcasts by visiting adweek.com slash podcasts. Stay updated on all things Adweek Podcast Network by following us on Twitter at Adweek Podcast. And if you have a question or suggestion for the show, send us an email at podcast at adweek.com. Thanks for listening. Hey there, podcast fam. Are you ready to break free from the social media rut? Hold on to your hatch because we've got just a thing for you. Meet Viral Growth, your one-stop shop for leveling up your online presence. Whether you're a personal brand or a company, they've got the tools and know-how to take you to the next level. With Viral Growth, forget about those endless hours of video editing. They handle everything from brainstorming to polishing your content so you can just focus on being awesome. And guess what? We're hooking you up with a sweet deal. Use code ADWEEK for 10% off when you sign up. Ready to take your social media game to the next level? Head on over to viralgrowth.io and let's turn those digital dreams into a reality.